Ho, ho, ho. An hour and 20 minutes I'll never get back. We're talking the Santa Claus 3 colon the escape clause on today's... We wish you a merry kid flicks. We wish you a merry kid flicks. We wish you a merry kid flicks. Did you hear that we're on Spotify? And we're not affiliated with Netflix. What part of the song is this? Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and squander the talent available to you. Oh boy, oh boy. Merry Kid Flicks, everybody. Uh, uh, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, speaking of doing okay, my guest today hosts quite an okay podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, I'm great with transitions. Uh, it is the two co-hosts of Rotten Treasure, Kai Bobby, Jim O'Donnell. Welcome back to the show. Oh, jeez. I didn't know we were going to do that. Yeah, I figured you had it. No, you don't have to get it every time, Jim. (laughs) The last time you two were on, you were saving Mr. Banks, and now saving Christmas? Oh, my God. (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) Saving it from Tim Allen. (laughs) So today, (laughs) we're talking about the 2006 uh, hit movie uh the santa claus three the escape clause um what so we talked about doing a holiday episode together and kai you said very quickly this is the movie that you two wanted to cover what what's up with that well we messed around for like a minute actually jim i think tossed out gremlins but you've already done gremlins that's right which is great because it's a kid it's clearly this is a, a kid movie podcast so why wouldn't you suggest gremlins and or have done it yeah because isn't that like a scary horror film like for kids it is scary so the <laughs> so uh, gremlins is one of those ones where it was created right before pg-13 and was oh. one of the citations for like we should have pg-13 oh the wow. other one was uh indiana jones yeah, yes it was indiana I... jones and also some war movie i feel like it was uh not red dawn but well, something like that um red Oh, is it Red Dawn or is it Hunt for Red October? One of the two Maybe is... Hunt for Red October. There's a few. One of the two is the first PG-13 movie. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Well, so uh, <laughs> we're talking about a movie that is not PG-13, even though <laughs> it, it probably could be if I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, we, so it was between Gremlins and this. So Yeah, do of course, I, those are clearly the only two options. Because <laughs> How is there so, anything else? So your podcast, Rotten Treasure, it's all about um, uh, series, film series. So yes. I, I've been on your podcast to discuss uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. We've talked about uh, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler, uh, Home Alone episode is coming out soon uh, that the three of us are recording directly after this. Yes. Um, so uh, do either of you have an affinity for the Santa Claus franchise? Jane, would you yes. like to take this one? Go ahead. Yes, I do. I loved watching the first Santa Claus as a kid. I it was the it was the, one of those movies I'd watch all year round, uh, nonstop. Kind of like Fox and the Hound was another one for me. Mm-hmm. Just one of those movies. And then I saw Santa Claus two in theaters, and I liked it because uh, I think I was still ten years old when that came out. And then Santa Claus three came out, and I was done with being a child, and I didn't want to watch it. Uh, and turns out I was right about that. I shouldn't have watched it, and I was good. I was good to go. 
Jane, when you decided to stop being a child, did you just like do like a Tom Hanks big situation? Did you just become <laughs> like a larger version of yourself? I want to point out that I was maybe 13 when I made the decision to stop being a child. So yeah. uh, I was still a child when I made that decision. So did I. I made that decision on the Bema during my bar mitzvah. <laughs> I mean, basically the same moment, right, guys? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a bar mitzvah, but I had a <laughs> spiritual bar mitzvah. As if a bar mitzvah is not spiritual. <laughs> I didn't have a religious bar mitzvah. I just had a spiritual one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so we had to do this movie only because of the nonsense of just, like, why not do the third one? I mean, yeah. Why not? It has... Honestly, once... I think Jim suggested it. Wasn't was it your idea to do the third one? Probably. I, I think I said it because that's the one that I hadn't seen. Once Martin Short was on the table, I was like sold. Like honestly, I didn't even have to skip another beat. It was just that's what I wanted. Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually recently read uh, uh, Martin Short's autobiography, and it's fantastic. Oh. Like it made me appreciate him as a human being, as a performer, so much more. And uh, like even in the santa claus three colon the escape clause like he he does well like he's not phoning it in like he's not doing this weird acting style that like judge reinhold is doing in this like tim allen is doing where it's like it just feels condescending how they're acting yes Mm -hmm. uh whatever their style is but martin short he's just like this is who i am yeah you're gonna give me a full musical number at some point Mm -hmm. uh but yeah he he kills it that's that's something uh, Martin Shore is a guy who I greatly True. respect as <laughs> point one a guy <laughs> point two uh, I greatly respect as a performer and point three I don't know if I've ever seen him in a good movie but I've always seen him perform well in the good mo- in the not good movies yeah he he chews the scenery and like he just has this old Hollywoodness to him even though he kind of didn't really grow up doing that. It's like it's always like very sticky, but in a genuine way. Yeah, and anytime anytime he shows up on like SNL, you can always see it in all the other performers that none of them keep, can keep it together as he as he does any kind of bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, did either of you watch Only Murders in the Building on Hulu? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. He. Yeah. Uh, it was. He kills. Enjoyable. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, was... spoil, He doesn't really kill it, but like he. <laughs> oh no 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 go ahead say it if that's <coughs> folks that's what happens don't even bother watching it martin short killed everyone that's the end of season one he ends season one by going you know selena i'm gonna have to kill you and then he he's, <laughs> and he sings like an old jazz standard from 1947 <laughs> we said it on the podcast it's true this is the news yeah did he go on conan on, on like one of conan's last night and sing a uh, an old jazz standard he did okay this is this is something that's in his wheelhouse. Okay, cool. Yeah, like half I of his so. autobiography is him just being like, you know, I grew up in Alberta or whatever, idolizing like James Dean and like Frank Sinatra, and like that's him in a nutshell. So this movie is weird. Um, uh, I'll say that I am, you know, a few steps removed because I have not seen Santa Claus One or Santa Claus Two, uh, but. Whatever energy these movies had in the first and the second, it is gone by this third one. Like, 
It's also, oh. I will say... Oh, absolutely not. This is the fullest it's ever been. This is, oh, it's just a... No, I'm sorry. No, don't listen to Kai. It is not... There was a, There is a magic to the first this one that is great. This is the heart of the great. whole series. It's, the first one is funny uh, and doesn't have all its Tim Allen-ness in it. And by the third one, it's completely Tim Allen. Almost like he wrote the movie. He didn't yeah. write the movie. But, like, there's so many things where you're like, oh, Tim Allen definitely pushed for, pushed for that joke. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like so the introduction of uh, Mrs. Claus's parents, played by veteran actor Alan Arkin, is the mm-hmm. f- a grandfather, and uh, I forget who plays yes. uh, the mother. Uh, it's uh, oh, it's Anne Margaret. Uh, like they they just are just a bunch of just like weird walking like marriage sucks jokes. I feel like every single one of his scenes is the one and only take because they were afraid of him. They were like, he doesn't like to do more than one. Like, he's just... Oh, Alan he's Arkin? Just, yeah, he's going to underact every single scene. He's going to get his paycheck and go home in this movie. I feel like that's what he did. Because yeah. I didn't... Every single time we talked, I was just like, do you want to be here? <laughs> Alan Arkin had the exact same vibe in this movie as Mike Ehrmantraut on Breaking Bad. <laughs> but that's but this isn't supposed to be his character yeah he's like so you think that you're good enough for my daughter so you live in the in canada and we've never come up here to visit you before so you're a toy maker huh our daughter is supposed to give birth in the broom closet of a toy shop yeah, by a small child, like yeah. a little redhead Okay, boy. yeah, so let's talk about this. So all of the elves... Uh, I'm sorry I said that so negatively. If you're a redhead listening to this, I'm so sorry, including my partners in the other room. I hope you... I have to apologize to them later. Like, this is a weird <coughs> part that I guess in the first movie is almost charming of like, oh, all of the elves are children because they're small or whatever, they're magical, they live yeah. hundreds of years. By the third one... They're they're just like scooping up extras at like the local Ontario mall and just being like, "Can you get in some elf costume and just stand quietly?" Like, there's a scene where Tim Allen is combining a bunch of toys to make it into one super toy, and they're doing a, an effect where like they speed it up so he looks like he's quickly putting it together, and the whole footage is sped up, but all of the child actors have to stand like as still as possible and it is and they're all just they look so stoic and then when he holds up like the i made this thing and every they all go yay (laughs) and spencer breslin is like hey i'm here are they like a hive mind i don't understand it's like (laughs) they They kind (laughs) of act like it like i was expecting like an invasion of the body snatchers where they were just gonna go (gasps) at uh tim allen and turn him Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm glad it's not just me. They they did get rid of one of the jokes from the original movie, which I guess is for the best, which is that the children they're all hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. So they all have the personalities of adults. Uh including the one the one line I could think of is uh there's the little girl that gives him hot chocolate and he we he like does a joke hitting on her kind of thing. Like, it's, like, as a joke within the character, like, kind of, like, when you meet, like, a little girl and you're like, oh, you're so pretty kind of kind of thing. And then she did, like, a, I'm seeing someone in uh, toy making. And it's like. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. You did you did a good joke about that. And they it's completely gone by this movie. 
Yeah, he also, I don't know if anybody else picked up on it or it was just me, but like he did a weird thing. Tim Allen did where he made like a weird voice and like complimented the like only like black elf that I saw in the entire movie. Okay, you two uh, noticed this as I, well? Oh, I, I wrote a note about it. What exactly did he say? But he did like a hand gesture. Yeah, like, he I basically did a hand just, gesture. I, I said he should have basically just said up, what up, brother? Like, it was like a very... <laughs> it was basically that. <laughs> yeah, like, so I was he, just like, he okay. Was like a, he was like, hey, nice. And he like pounded his chest and did like a peace sign thing. Yeah. And like, and yeah, I, it, it stuck out to me because that kid was, I think, the only person of color in this movie... <laughs> Uh, I'll have to double check that, but yeah, probably. Like I'm, pr- oh, besides fa- the the Father Time, and yeah, except for oh, Father oh, Time. No, the Sandman. Father the Time Sandman. is uh, Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Father Time is Peter Boyle. The Sandman is Star Trek's Worf. Oh, is that who that is? I yeah. He looked like kind of familiar, and that makes sense because I've never actually watched Next Generation. It's good. Yeah, I'll get around to it one day. Yeah, but Rotten the- Treasure. You should re- review all seven seasons of uh, <laughs> Next Generation. It's one of the bonus episodes we've been promising for a year. It'll come out. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, also, so, G- Jim. Yes. So, I assume that in the original, these uh, reindeer are very fun. They're big characters. Um, they suck in this. I hate. Th- is there a whole thing that they just fart and laugh and that's it? Uh, in the original, in the first one, they were just reindeer. Um, they they were obviously huh. puppets because of uh, so that they could do certain things. But I don't remember them farting at all. That was mm-hmm. definitely introduced in the second movie because they like all farting like a lot, like a lot. <laughs> they all have personalities by the second one. In the first one, it's just kind of like these are reindeers. They get you there, and they're like, and like their shtick is like, oh, they don't listen to the Santa. They just go because they have to go. That yeah. like they just go to the next place. That's really That's enough of a bit. Yeah, That's fine. That's Actually, all you I need. Tim Allen even has a sweeter relationship with them. This they're just kind of like, all right, later. <laughs> yeah, he seems annoyed by them because he. So his family knows that he's Santa Claus, and they're they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Scott Santa Claus, <laughs> and he like parks the reindeer outside, and they're like, <laughs> see you in a few. Or something, and then his uh, his niece or whatever is like, oh, they're here and they're good and they're all friends, um, but it's just weird and unnecessary. Um, uh, I this mo- sorry, yeah, I had a problem with okay. one of the logic things they had going on, which is the SOS, the uh, something something santa the secret the secret that they can't tell anyone secret of santa secret of santa right that actually makes a lot of sense um they can't tell anyone that he's santa claus but there's five people out there who know that he's santa claus like five just regular people and they just don't care about that but god forbid mrs claus's parents know that she's mrs claus (laughs) yeah that's fair yeah but like uh this movie is very much against like female autonomy i guess mm-hmm. yeah it was written by it was written by a man who his entire career was based off of uh male versus female stereotypes uh if you're talking about ed dector <laughs> then yeah so some of his credits are uh there's something about mary uh-huh. uh he also wrote the screenplay for santa claus 2 
Uh-huh. Uh, he also wrote the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay. Uh, and also the Martin Lawrence movie Rebound. I don't know that one. Wait. Nobody yeah. does. I don't even know. It's just him <laughs> holding a basketball. Wait, Martin Lawrence Rebound. I'm going to. I'm looking. I'm going in. Uh We've lost. We've yeah, lost yeah. Jim. <laughs> All right, now today, now we're uh, gonna change topics. We're here to talk about Rebound, everybody's favorite Martin Lawrence vehicle. If you're not talking about Martin, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, turn but, this off. Like, stop listening. That's what, what we're. I remember this when this movie came out. I did not see this movie, but I remember when it came out. I do remember when Santa Claus Three came out because, like, I was a little Jewish kid and I was like, ha ha ha, these christians just have stupid yeah. movies yeah, yeah. and like i remember just a huge fucking poster with uh martin short's mm-hmm. shit eating grin and like i love martin short but i was like i think i had a bad impression of martin short for a while because i only associated him with the movie poster for this yeah <laughs> yeah i think this was my introduction to martin short because they made a big deal about it in the commercials really That's so sad yeah oh martin i feel short. old I'm I'm 34, so it's just sad that you both are saying. I'm gonna look up Martin Short. <laughs> but so this movie came out when I was 10 years old, and like, this is before SNL like put all of their sketches everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, it was harder to track down exactly what you wanted to watch and see exactly who you wanted to see. Um, so uh, the the big Deus Ex Machina in this movie oh, is a hug. and I hated that. <laughs> Did not like it at all. That I y- gasped and yelled when I saw where this was going. So, uh, Tim Allen's niece, uh, I forget her name, Lucy, mm-hmm. uh, he makes an offhand comment of like, ah, you have the Warmix hugs, which like, okay, Scott, calm down. And Jack Frost later freezes her parents. And then at the end of the movie... He's like, I know what can unfreeze them because Jack Frost is like, oh, if I unfreeze them, it'll like defrost me, which doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And so Lucy goes over and hugs Jack Frost and she warms Jack Frost's heart. Mm -hmm. So he thaws out, becomes like like a Mormon, (laughs) he basically looks like. Mm -hmm. And then uh, her parents defrost. And that's like the big part of the movie. Yeah, you're you're speaking to the best part. Honestly, this is great. This is what quality content is, Ross. <laughs> well, oh, and I forgot to mention that uh, we learn more about how she gives warm hugs because Tim Allen gives her a snow globe of a mini version of her in the snow globe hugging a snowman, and the snowman turns pink because he's warm from the Again, hug. a thing from the first movie that has completely lost its magic because... At the end of the first movie, he gives his uh, his son a snow globe of his like neighborhood, and if he shakes the snow globe, he'll show up as Santa Claus, and he'll be like, "Hey, son, I miss you." Mm-hmm. And the son gets to be like, "I miss you too, Dad." And it's a, supposed to be this nice, sweet moment, and it has like a little bit of CGI because you see the uh, Santa Claus come in, and now it's just completely sure. CGI, and it's a little girl and uh, hugging a snowman. Yeah, and it's in a room that looks like Spy Kids 3. Wow, you're right. This whole set, this whole set is like Spy Kids. Honestly, this set feels like Spy mm-hmm. Kids 2 Island of Lost Dreams, but that's just me. Uh, here's here's a question for Jim, the <laughs> resident uh, Santa Claus expert. So, 
how is he how is Scott good at toys? Like did he absorb all of the Santa stuff through mitosis cuz sometimes he seems perfectly in control and knowing everything and other times he's like what? I can't let people know that I'm Santa. Like, I can't figure I out would, where he is. Okay, so in the first movie, he kill he murders Santa Claus. Um, that is part of the movie. He yells. He sees Santa on his roof. He yells, "Hey, you! You what you saw in the movie?" Santa falls down. Yep, because there's of course time travel in this, which somehow we've been talking for 20 minutes well, and we haven't talked about time. To travel. be fair, oh, it's perfect. The whole normal. crux of the movie is based off of what should have been this it's a wonderful life type of thing and it's only like 10 minutes of the movie um it it's <laughs> insane how little these the escape clause yeah. is it's an, in the it movie. happens an hour into the movie and then an hour and 15 minutes into the movie it's done they, they've already completed the escape clause i at one point just said when is this movie gonna start you know and it was like an hour in. <laughs> I, was, I was just like is it oh it's over because like, it's uh, just a series of vignettes of like <laughs> him get worried that he's not going to be a good father to his unborn child, which that's cool f- to tell your wife. And then uh, Jack Frost is like being a dick, and he's like, "What if I just help out around the the workshop?" And he's like, "Okay," and he's just being kind of a dick and yeah. causing mischief. And like that could have been the movie, but no. Then we introduce this lore about how if Santa holds. His snow globe, because every Santa Claus has their own snow globe. Yeah. And if he says, I wish yep. I was never yep. Santa or something, then he travels back in time to before he became Santa. And apparently, you can say that sarcastically, uh, and it'll still work, where they can be like, oh, I wish I was never Santa Claus. Whoa! Going through the time Also, space. it can be a voice recording. It doesn't. Ha- you don't have to actually mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. it. From like a dollar's tree, like pen, like recording, <laughs> like a recording I pen. Yeah, that. I was like, I don't know how, but he's recording. And then he showed that stupid thing, and I'm like, that's no, it's 2006. That sounded like crackles only. Oh yeah, there's no. Way. I also, yeah, <laughs> it was the, I, it was so obvious when he goes, "You're the one who held the snow globe and said, I wish I wasn't Santa." And he, and he went, "What did I say?" And he went, "I wish I wasn't Santa Claus." And I was like, "All right, well, I know how this is gonna right. work out now." Right, like, it takes me like two takes on like OK Google for my phone <laughs> to listen to me. So uh, the fact that this thing wasn't just like, "Wait, what? What did you say?" Recording, <laughs> it just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't feel like it should just work right away. And uh, so. Uh, Jack Frost takes control of being Santa. So they go back in time. Jack Frost puts on the Santa suit instead of Scott. And basically what he does is he just like commercialize. It's weird because it's like, oh my God, Christmas is just commercial and tacky. uh, And like, that's the scary future. Like, oh no, Santa is Jack Frost and he runs like a stupid theme park and i'm like disney you're making this <laughs> oh yeah 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 this was a disney movie and look i love disney world i think it's a great place but it's just this weird trope of like oh man it's a tacky theme park and amusement rides and like everybody's angry there and it's all so cheap and just a cash grab and i'm like I paid like eleven dollars for a churro once. Like, I get what you're trying to do, but like, uh, look who's yeah, making the pot movie. Pot calling right the now. kettle black. 
Yeah. And I feel like we're wrapping things up too quickly, but like also, uh, like you said, nothing happens in this movie. Uh, It's framed as like this weird, like, ah, remember, I remember when I was going to give birth (laughs) to my child. Just her, uh, Mrs. Claus talking to her class, uh, like a very little Abigail Breslin is like, why, why do we have to learn about math? Why can't we learn about what we want to learn? And she's like, well, I'll tell you a story about how uh, I was going to give birth soon. The, the inclusion (laughs) of Abigail Breslin really hammered home that (laughs) this was the same year as Little Miss Sunshine, which means Abigail Breslin and Alan Arkin were in an incredible movie the same year they made the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause. But weirdly, they would not have interacted on the set of Santa Claus 3 because they're not in the the movie together. Like, she's in the future. Yeah, and, like... The connection right. they have is that her brother is in there. <laughs> Whoa! T- more time travel. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, her brother we, is the main elf in this one because David Crumholtz was off mm-hmm. uh, on numbers. The TV series, not like the concept of numbers. <laughs> yeah, he was out working on a new number. He wanted to make <laughs> one between six and seven. Um, uh, speaking of Spencer Breslin, not Breslin, Breslin. Um, this is a really sad thing that I found on his oh, no. uh, Wikipedia. Uh, he <laughs> he won a Stinker's Bad Movie Award <laughs> for this movie, but also he was in two other movies that he got that award for in 2006, and all three of these movies feature Tim Allen. Oh my God! Yeah, this is one of three movies that Spencer Breslin starred with Tim Allen and he did Santa Claus 3 then he did The Shaggy Dog then he did that movie Zoom you guys remember Zoom no I only remember The Shaggy Dog I don't so think so so Zoom I didn't see it no one saw, saw Zoom but it's like Tim Allen runs like an academy for young superheroes oh. and it's like trying to it's like before sky high sky high but it's like sky middle school yeah i do remember this i'd never watched it yeah but i do remember no this. nobody did so spencer breslin won a stinker's bad movie this award for his work in santa claus three shaggy dog and zoom three movies in 2006 that he co-starred in with tim allen which is bananas he also won a stinker's bad movie award in 2003 for being in the cat in the hat I like the Cat in the Hat. Oh. That movie. You're wrong. Okay. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> it's it's a bad movie. No. Really horrible. Hate it. Not good. I like watching it. Some of the jokes are uh, uh, goofy, and I haven't watched it since I was 11, so I don't I, know. Because I'm pretty sure I reviewed it for the podcast, <laughs> and I think what's interesting about it, and I think a lot of people talk about it, is that like uh uh mike myers was doing that movie like as a hostage essentially oh really okay because he he was gonna make a sprockets movie like based off of his german character from snl and then he like Uh at the last minute was like you know what no i'm not making this movie i can't get the script to work and then i guess 20th century fox or whoever produced it was like we're gonna sue you for millions of dollars because of breach of contract unless you star in this Cat in the Hat movie. Oh, my God. Wow. So knowing that and watching that movie and he's like almost giving his all in it is 
just a ride. To have to be a cat in a hat is the weirdest way to be blackmailed. Man, no, there's way weirder ways, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> but that's a, that's an odd one, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also, like, I don't get what Jack Frost is. He's nipping at your nose. Yeah. Oh, oh! Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Thanks, so, uh, Mrs. Claus's mom is horny as hell for Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be fair, yeah. This is a kid. That movie. is because it is Anne Margaret, and Anne Margaret has been horny as hell since 1961. So she, <laughs> that is legit. Wasn't Anne Margaret also like the exotic dancer in Newsies? Oh, was she? I she's in Newsies. I I think she was like the 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 nightclub lady that the kids ran into, and she sings that song. That's not like a sexual song, but it's so close because she's like, the way you doodly do. And it's so weird. Uh, and that's her role in that, I believe. What's What's interesting is I know her from Grumpy Old Men and Grumpy Year Old Men. If you haven't okay. seen those, it's Walter Matthau and uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course I know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the odd couple. Uh, it's Walter Matthau and what's the other guy's name? Jack Lemmon. always forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, Jack Lemmon. I was forgetting. He's he's arguably the <laughs> better actor of the two. Yeah. Oh, I'm Jack Lemmon is great. Have you have you two seen The Apartment? Yeah. I oh I love The Apartment. Fantastic. Any no. movie he any movie he did in the 50s and 60s is really really good. He's a he's a great actor. Um, what was the other mo- big movie? Uh, Some like it hot. Some like it hot. He also did a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Late oh in yeah, life. yeah. He's and he plays a well, have, he plays homework. a sad sack in that movie so well. He does. He's he's and he's a great actor. Yeah. Um but and, and speaking of good actors, I mean Anna Margaret and Martin Short both sell this weird scene really well of like the, uh, so Anne Margaret sings uh Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire and then she casually sings Jack Frost nipping at your nose and like I swear, uh, Jack Frost jizzes in his pants, and he's like, "Say that again, say that like three <laughs> times in a row." Yeah. And I can't tell if Anne Margaret is like, "Oh, you are Jack Frost," or she's like, "Oh, he just likes me singing, so I'll just flirt with him." Uh, and then later, at the end of the movie, Alan Arkin like leans on Mother Nature. Yeah, and it's really weird and creepy, but also it did make me chuckle just because it was like such a weird moment. I, I mentioned because my girlfriend was like. Ew, gross. Uh, and I was like, yeah. Um, Alan Arkin's face has this look of like, I don't want to be doing this. The director is making me do this. I'm so t- sorry, Aisha Tyler. Like, I don't want to do this. I feel bad for you. And Aisha Tyler just like, it's okay. Like, just do it. Yeah. Go Aisha ahead. Tyler is like, don't worry. I'm going to host Whose Line Is In Anyway in 18 years. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but <laughs> Alan Arkin has a face of like, all right, here I go. I'm putting my head on your shoulder. Uh, I'm trying to think. What, are there any parts of this movie that like we haven't talked about? Because like, yes. Oh, okay, Kai. What what am I missing? Because well, well, we've kind of talked about it, but I mean, like, we haven't talked about it enough. Frank uh, Peter Boyle as Father Time is one of my is like one of my favorite treasures. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for saying he's a little. He's a little rotten treasure. He's a little this, rotten. Uh... No, I'm so sorry. But like he, oh, I love it. Like him and uh, Martin Short have this like little back and forth, uh, and I I love it because they just kind of like giving each other shit. 
And uh, I just really wanted Peter Boyle to just be like, fuck you. Like, I, there was just so close. And I know it's a kid's movie, but I was like, is he going to tell him to go, like, go fuck himself? Like, it got... It got heated for a minute. Yeah, that that was a good moment. I it also took me a while to realize this was also Peter Boyle's last film that was released uh, before oh, no. he died. No, no. Oh no! That's so he died awful. a month after this movie came out. But uh, the 2008 movie All Roads Lead Home uh, is like his uh, final movie that he appeared in. It was a posthumous release. Mm. Oh, poor Peter Boyle. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond, but not everybody loves the Santa Claus 3 colon the escape clause. Oh, poor guy. Oh. Yeah. But he he did get the best line in the movie. Ooh, please tell. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no. I apologize. I'm an idiot. What the fuck? What's the it's, best line in the movie, Kai? It's, it's Alan Arkin uh, who said it, which is, I'm father-in-law time. <laughs> no 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 no. what did he say no 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 he said father-in-law christmas yeah father-in-law christmas because i know this because my girlfriend and i before he said that we're like she goes oh he's father christmas-in-law and then she thought about it for a little while and then she went no no father-in-law christmas and then she was very proud of herself and then the movie said the same joke and then she got very not proud of herself I'm still proud of you, Rachel. <laughs> That's that. My my boyfriend did watch this with me because it it happens like living with uh, your significant other is hard in some ways, especially when it comes to you host a podcast where you have to watch movies mm-hmm. and uh, you're like, hey, do you want to make like our movie night work? <laughs> and uh, so last night we cozied up and watched the Santa Claus three. And he was, uh, he enjoyed it, but he was perplexed as it, at his <laughs> yeah. existence. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, Rachel and I had the same uh, uh, conversation where we were like, we, we watched this all on Saturday, and we were like, all right, we have to watch the Santa Claus 3 and also exactly right Home Alone 6. And she was like, oh, jeez. All right, let's get these <laughs> over That's with. That's a double feature for you. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, so I spaced it out, and I was like, I can't, I can't watch both of these while he's home. <laughs> so we watched uh, Santa Claus Three, and then I watched Home Alone Six this morning while I was getting ready for work. <laughs> I was nearly late to work because I was watching Home Alone Six. That's right. No, no, no. You say it by its God-given name. <laughs> Home sweet home alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, this also, uh, this has one of those kids movie tropes that I think is so weird every single time. So whenever there's like a mess of any kind, like a mess or like rummaging around, there's always weird sound effects that they add. So uh, Scott uh, is rummaging through his magical Santa bag yeah. to like find a snow globe. And you hear like an elephant noise. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no, why was there be an elephant in his toy bag? But like, oh, it's just so, so chaotic and so random. Yeah. 
It's like a bad podcast that's happening in there. <laughs> it's just like... I was, I was going to say a bad radio show. Yeah. He's listening to like the second episode of Kid Flicks. Cool. <laughs> hey, if you ever think, oh, I got to listen to Kid Flicks from the beginning, you probably don't. I, 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 I am a light editor with these podcasts. Back then... I was like, this is all gold, baby. <laughs> and there's no way it was. There's uh, no way. Oh, that's the opposite of what we did. Actually, we were like a heavy editor at the beginning. We were like, no, everything is getting cut out if we don't like it. And then over time, we were like, eh, it's pretty good. I remember that because I, I remember, Kai, you telling me that you were like like editing and like listening, taking a lot of time to listen to the first episode that I recorded. And I was like, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I like to listen to range anytime. I, I mean, even especially when I'm uh, like I, I recently did uh, a guest hosting on uh, this podcast called Watching It. Uh, we talked about our like childhood uh, like TV shows um, that we love or like kid TV shows that we like to watch. And yeah. like I was like, all right, you got to still watch one in the first season. You got to watch one in the third season. Uh, as a matter of fact, actually, I did Rugrats, which you actually, I also listened to an episode. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. On, You're a Rugrats episode. Uh, you inspired me to actually watch the new Paramount Plus uh, Rugrats. Uh, and I'm, Sorry. <laughs> no, yes, exactly <laughs> what you should say. I feel, <laughs> I feel that way. Um, yes, you should apologize but to yeah, me. I, I always feel like you need to watch a little bit of brand new, right up the top, what you got going on. And like something, you know, I love choosing random stuff in the middle as well. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, the Galaxy... Sorry, I'm just going to geek out about your podcast. Everyone should listen to the Galaxy Quest episode, too. Recently listened to that one, and it's really fantastic. What I love is that I'll send... I was sending you... <laughs> I was sending you like oh, yeah, little comments on like uh, like episodes, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Kai. I don't remember saying any of that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you legally are <laughs> responsible for well, this. Well, that's the fun... Because podcasting is so much... It's like improv, and, and the three of us all do improv, and people will like remember things that you said on a podcast or like remember something funny that you did during a show Mm -hmm. but like because it's so in the moment like i'm forgetting what we talked about five minutes ago and like yeah it's so interesting and it's weird because i listen to some podcasts and i have like an encyclopedic memory of it but i'm sure the hosts are just like yep uh we did something and that's that yeah essentially let's move on uh, but speaking of moving on, <laughs> let's move on. Are there? Uh, do either of you have any last thoughts or last uh, things that we haven't brought up before we uh, rate this sucker? Uh, yes. Um, how about that? Uh, how about that fireplace of uh, Tim Allen's giant Thank Santa you. Claus head that sometimes births him? Yeah, great. I want yep. to talk about the same thing, so we're going to talk about it for twice as long. Go. <laughs> Thank you. I, I did, that was one of my first notes. Uh, yeah. My boyfriend called it Vor. <laughs> <laughs> so you're I, right on the I, money there. The next note I wrote down is that Jim could pull it off. I think, <laughs> Jim, you should consider oh, oh, a, fireplace a fireplace made of your mouth. <laughs> your I you were going to say, you should consider a fireplace that looks like Tim Allen dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I think, honestly, if if I walked into an apartment that Jim had that with that, I'd be like, I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain it. It's just part I of I like this though. image of what, you, like, of what you have of my house, where it's just kooky craziness all of the time, when in reality, it's just a huge mess of boxes, and I have two Christmas trees right now. Uh, and a poster ooh. that has celery on it, so don't forget that. Right next to me is... Uh, Starry Night. That's just on the floor. Is that the is that the Starry Night? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kai gave it to me. Um, Wow. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, wow. I've, yeah, I did give that to you. I've had that for, like, too long. Yeah, it's the actual start. I, I stole it. it every, what, okay, fine. I'll admit it. Kai <laughs> killed... Damn. Uh, Leonardo, no, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Kai, you have his ear around your no. neck as a necklace, right? Yeah. Honestly, the fact that you haven't said anything about it this entire time <laughs> makes me concerned to be your friend. <laughs> well, I don't like to judge people based off of their appearance. Just kidding. It's all I do. Um, speaking of which, I love that sweater that you're wearing. I Thank want you. it. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's sweater season. It's my favorite. Because as the, like, oh, God. All right, I'm going to... As like the gender chaos ball that I feel to be. Welcome to Kai's sweater corner. <laughs> no, it's just uh, sweaters are like the best thing. There's just I have sweaters and overalls. I just recently got myself a pair yeah. of overalls. Ooh. Um, and uh, honestly, was it you who asked me which Rugrat I would be? We were talking about that back and forth via text. I don't know. I, I think we did talk about it. I I've realized I'm filling little combo, and that kind of like nudged me in the direction of being like getting overalls. So I highly recommend if you're looking for like some non like I th- I don't know what it is but for whatever reason overalls it feels like the least gendered clothing ever. <laughs> yeah, I I was talking about this the other day with my coworker that like I I am so curious about getting a pair of overalls or at least like seeing them in a store and like legitimately trying them on because like the like the black ones I think I could get on board. Yes. Well, yes. now's the time to do it. They're pop- They're in right now. I would I would oh, definitely yeah. say get some. They right are now. in. All right, I do have a gift card, so I'm going to go crazy. You could be like Cassie from Animorphs. Uh, Yeah. That's checking off the Animorph reference uh, for me, because I've been reading it. Uh, I only know Animorphs for the covers. That's how most people do, but there are a sad tale of PTSD. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Animorphs is like... Wait, can I first can I first say what I think Animorphs is? Okay, yes. Yeah. So ahead. I think I I have no idea how they have their Animorph powers, but my guess is that like so like the girl turns into a bird or something and <laughs> there's like a bird crime that needs solving or something. She's okay, like okay. restore order to the bird colony. What actually happens in Animorphs? I won't go deep into the lore, but essentially Earth has been invaded by a parasitic uh, alien species that uh, infests people's brain and then takes them over. But also, the people are fully conscious of it and are on the inside crying all of the time, uh, which is canon. uh, Mm -hmm. And then a different alien species gives them the power to morph. Uh, so that they can defeat these, the Yerks, which is what they're called. What the fuck? And then that guy, yeah. And then they all go through really fucked up shit. (laughs) Just a bunch of it. Like, uh, the best example is always there's a kid who finds out about the Animorphs. uh, And they're like, all right, we have to make him an Animorph because he's demanding it. And then he's a huge liability. And they're like, well, we can't murder him. Because he's just a child. That's awful. That's an awful thing to do. So what they do is instead they force him to morph into a rat. They put him into a cage and then they make him stay in a rat for more than two hours. Because if you stay in a morph for more than two hours, you're permanently that animal. So he becomes permanently a rat. And then they just leave him in a field 
And then uh, it's said that when people go by that field, they can still hear his screams because he has telepathic powers and can uh, and can talk in people's heads. Wow. Um, so this has legit been an idea that I've had for so long for this podcast that I've wanted to like review a book. Fucking, it might have to be Animorphs, and I'm terrified. All of them. Oh I, my I, god. They're available basically for free online because you can't legally buy all of them because Scholastic uh, stopped selling them. So, and huh. the original author uh, said, go ahead. Okay. Well, in that case, let's uh, go ahead. Yeah. I just have, real quick, Ross, can of you course. do something for me? Uh, can you tell me five bird crimes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, uh, eating too much bird seed. <laughs> one. one. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, bird, uh, committing grand larceny. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Um, calling an eagle a beagle. <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> uh, c- catching the worm, but, like, you're late as a bird. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. And, uh... Getting uh, like arrested for like uh, protesting, but like (laughs) protesting like a a a bird flu vaccine. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Oh wow. All right. Wow. You really (laughs) ran the gambit on types of crimes that it could be, such as uh, just a real crime, uh, (laughs) a bird version of a real crime. And calling an eagle a beagle, you know. <laughs> hey, it's a crime. That's a crime. <laughs> it's a form of discrimination against uh, eagles. But uh, let's let's get into this. Let's let's review this. Uh, rate it. So Ugh. usually we rate on a scale of zero to five, but because it is the Merry Kid Flicks season, we are doing the Kid Flicks Merry Kid Flicks rating. Uh, so. Uh, the rating is uh, top is ho 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 followed by ho ho no followed by ho no no followed by no 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 and then uh, <laughs> if you want a middle rating uh, then like eggnog is like a, a neutral I guess <laughs> okay okay so uh, 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 Jim I guess we'll start with you uh, what would you rate uh, the Santa Claus 3 colon the escape clause oh no 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 I am offended uh, of this as a movie, but also uh, <laughs> it weirdly is uh, right wing in a lot of its. Uh, oh yeah, and like w- very conservative in its values. I was offended by the movie uh, and how much I hated it. <laughs> uh, Kai, what what are you thinking? Jim, I love you. You're the best co-host I could ask for. We have agreed about everything since we started this podcast <laughs> <laughs> together. <laughs> um, so yeah, dumb uh, that we agree 100% again. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to waste anyone else's time with this. I'm glad that they people people have listened to this episode. Hopefully they didn't do the thing where you're like, oh, I got to watch the movie before I, I listen to this Kid Flicks episode. Because if you did, I'm sorry you did this with us. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I agree. Th- so... Kai, you made your virtual background uh, the poster for Santa Claus 3, mm-hmm. and I keep yeah. making eye contact with Santa Claus Tim <laughs> Allen, and uh, it's it's confusing and uh, concerning. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I, 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 part of me wants to be a contrarian and say, ho, no, no, but nah, it's, it's a full no, no, no across the board. Watch this if yeah. you're just fascinated by confusion, but you know what? 
No. I'm going to give it a ho-no-no just because Martin Short does a decent job. He is doing... Mm. He is fully committing doing the best that he can with this garbage plate that he's been given. And I'm not talking about a garbage plate from Rochester, New York. (laughs) Straight up garbage. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Uh... That de- your decision. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Yep. And speaking of thank you, thank you for coming on to this podcast. You two are a delight. It's always so much fun to chat with you. Uh, you, you got your podcast, uh, Rotten Treasures. Tell, tell the universe about it. You always do this to me, Kai. Um, I love, I love putting you on the spot for this. Come on, I'll fill in the blanks. What we are, we are a podcast. We're a movie podcast where yep. we talk about franchises that have gone on for too long. Uh, but also, it's mainly just to talk to uh, friends of ours, usually in the Philadelphia comedy community, but also others as well, uh, because we barely ever talk about the movie. It's more of a frame. You don't have to watch the movie to, uh, to listen along. I disagree. You should watch all of the Tremors movies, just like we did. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Jim's correct once again. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's what we are. That's who we are. Weekly, every Thursday, because you said that in our trailer episode randomly. Uh, so yeah, so now Listen. you're locked in. <laughs> yep. We are. It's Jim's fault Thursday. Uh, it's weird. It's like, okay, hump day. In the middle of the week, I'm just like, I got a responsibility. I got to fucking bust up. I got to get this day. thing out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's such a fun podcast. It's fun to listen to. It's so much fun to be a part of. And uh, uh, I assume that by the time this comes out, uh, the Home Alone episode that we're about to record will be out yes. or on the precipice of release. So definitely give that a listen. Uh, just going to put it out when you tell me to. Just be like, hey, I'm putting out my episode. I will try to I'll do it exactly at the same second. I'll just you, go! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight. And ho, 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 gadget and show. Oh, <laughs>